on today's episode of Everyday Stuff. We're going to talk about everyday stuff. Hope you enjoy listening to this episode and have a great day and an awesome week. Okay, so uh, what we're going to do is it's, it's just an interview. So I'll ask you some questions and uh, you, you, uh, it's up to you if you want to answer them or not. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Yes. Uh, so how old are you, Miss Lynn? I'm 38 years old. You're 38 years old. Okay, all right. So uh, are you married? Are you single? Or uh, what's your relationship status with that? I'm not married. You are? No, I'm not. Okay, so you are not married. So no. uh, the first thing that I want to talk about is, uh, uh, it's about, uh, does size No. No, it, it doesn't because uh, I have been interviewing people uh, from three hours now. So all I'm hearing is that it does matter. You are, I, I guess you are probably the second person who has told me that size doesn't matter. Well, I'm going to tell so you why about... size doesn't matter. Okay. Go ahead. If you know what you're doing, it doesn't matter yeah. what size you are. Okay, so e- even if it's a micro, even if it's a micro. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Then also it doesn't matter. No, if they can stimulate you and penetrate you at the same time, you're, you're, yeah. it's going to work. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. All right. So uh, if, if size doesn't matter, then what is your ideal size? You can go from, because the, the average that I'm hearing is it's, it should be more than 5 or and 5.5. So, which is which is which is all uh, which is obviously the average size. So, the average size is five point five. So, what do you prefer? I think that's fine because honestly, if it's too big, it's gonna hurt, and you're not gonna want to do it. <laughs> yes, yes. But but the thing is, uh, I've also heard uh, some women who are telling me that the the longer it is, the better it is. And uh, is it about the length or is it about the girth also? I think it's a lot about foreplay and being really intimate and knowing each other's bodies so that you can connect on a soul level. Okay, all right. So, so, per, what, so approximately about? 20, 30 minutes with, with foreplay. 20, with foreplay. Okay, all right. So, if if we include the main thing in it also, then how long should it take, including the foreplay? About 45 minutes. 45 minutes? Yeah. Don't you want to feel that pleasure for 45 minutes? Yes, I want. But the thing is that that's almost impossible for most of the men to, to keep up with that. 45 minutes is too much, don't you think? No. Honestly, I don't. Because if okay. you're... If there's foreplay involved, you know, it, yeah. you know, like 15 minutes of exploring each other and getting each other turned on and then like a half mm-hmm. an hour of making love, mm-hmm. you know, if yes. the guy it has control, he can mm-hmm. make it last for as long as he wants. And if the girl knows what yes. she's doing, she can stop him. Yeah. And then it's kind of like a start over process. <laughs> so, you know, like you, you, you know, get them to stop, you know, right before. And it's, it's, it's all part of tantric sex, really. Okay. You don't yes. want that. 
that's cool that's cool uh so do you watch game of no, thrones i don't watch television you don't watch no. television okay all right so what are you what are your interests what do you do in your free time i sing and i read you and i paint and i wood burn uh i video blog i do a podcast as well and your art interview will probably get posted on my uh podcast if that's all right with you yes yes that's no problem i don't have any problem with that so you saying mm-hmm. right okay so uh here's a quick game uh, you would have uh, heard about it's fuck kill and marry you know <laughs> no. about that you don't know so i'll give you three options uh, i'll give you i'll tell you three people one you would uh, choose to kill one you would choose to marry and one would you would choose okay. to fuck okay so uh, i was i usually start with game of thrones uh, uh, the actors who are in game of thrones but the, as you are not familiar with them so uh, we'll start with the uh, we'll start with singers then so you have ed sheeran you have drake and uh, you have adam levine from maroon 5 so you have to kill one you have to marry one and you have to fuck oh. one so which one would you oh I, okay i know this is going to sound really bad and i really like drake but i would kill him Um <laughs> I love his music but I would kill him. Um just because I have a weird obsession with Adam Levine so he I would fuck him. And you would fuck Ed, Ed I Levine. would definitely fuck Adam Levine. I mean Okay, so then uh, Ed Sheeran you would marry Ed Sheeran I would marry just because of his intellect and his songwriting ability and his lyrics and when he sings it's it's beautiful. and not that when adam levine that sings is not beautiful it's just a different kind it's more sexual primal and ed sheeran's more romantic and down ed to earth and he just totally yes, seems yes. like husband material in my opinion <laughs> he does he seems like that yes 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 so okay so uh in the next question what i'm going to uh, uh, tell you is that i'll give you three female singers so you would have to choose between okay. them you would have to that that's also for okay. kill and marry so the first one is taylor swift mm-hmm. uh the second is katy perry and the third is nikki minaj so who would you fuck who would you kill and who would you marry um i would probably kill taylor swift oh, i feel so bad for saying that because she originated not far from where i live <laughs> <laughs> okay but you know like i know people that know her before she became famous and i okay. just think her whole attitude about everything is not right but i love her music so i mean you know, i mean it's a contradiction but whatever but i would kill her and then i think i would have to fuck nikki minaj okay. um and then you'll you'll marry katy perry i would perry. marry katy perry yeah that's cool that's cool so uh the next three people that i'm going to give you they are politicians so you you tell me who would you fuck uh it's donald trump i would kill Barack him Obama, i would just and and bush and george w bush and, well, okay that's 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 a tough one um i think i would have to kill bush okay um what's the third choice is there a third choice Barack Obama, Donald Trump and George W Bush. Well, I would not want to marry Trump. I don't think I would want to do anything. Can we just like exclude him from everything? Oh. I don't I just don't <laughs> like him in general. 
I didn't vote for him. Okay. 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 All right. Uh, so you don't have to do anything with uh, Donald Trump. So you have left Barack Obama. So would you marry or you would you fuck Obama? I think I would fuck him. You you, you uh, okay <laughs> okay okay that's cool. All right. So anything else you want to talk about, Miss Lynn? That's about it. Uh, that's about the questions that I have for okay. you. Okay. Anything that you want to talk about? Let's do the same in reverse. Let's see. Okay. How old are you, G? Okay, that's cool. That's cool. How old are you? Uh, I'm 23. 33. Um, yes. Okay, so you watch television? Yes, I watch a lot of television. And what do you do for a living? Uh, I'm a computer programmer. Ah, interesting. Okay, so... And you watch movies, I assume? Yes, I watch a lot of movies. I also, uh, in my graduation days, I used to make a lot of movies. Ah, nice. Okay. So, I do watch movies. Okay. So, we'll go with actors. I'll give you three female actors. And you tell me if you want to fuck them, kill them, or marry them. Yes, sure. All right. So, A, we have Angelina Jolie. Okay. B, we have... Um, Emma Stone. Okay, that's good. And uh, lastly, we have Goldie Hawn. Okay. So, I would marry Emma Stone because I think she's more on the cuter side. She looks cute. I think she's also a very nice human from what I have listened to her in the interviews. Mm -hmm. And... uh, I would then I would fuck Angelina Jolie <laughs> because why not? No. And the last yes, and the last one is that. So I'll I'll kill I'll kill I'll I'll kill the third one. Goldie Hawn. Goldie Hawn. Yes, I'll 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 have to I have to I can't do anything about that. She's still very cute for an older woman. Yes, but she's old, you know. So I'm a stoner. She's more experienced. Yes, that that might be that might be the case. Yeah. But yes. Okay. Uh, then think about. That. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm gonna give you three male actors. Now this is all hypothetical. I'm not saying you're one way or the other. Just okay. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm all right. So, um, Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay. Kevin Hart. Okay. And. Um, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. Okay. So, I'll fuck Caprio. DiCaprio. Ah, that's a good choice. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I'll probably marry Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell, I'll, because I think he'll keep me laughing all the time. Oh, yes, he would. Yeah. That's a good thing. And then Kevin Hart, I think he he. He shouts too much, so I'll have to. <laughs> I, 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 I just find his voice so annoying. The way yeah, I, sometimes I he can be. Stuff. I mean, I've, yeah. I follow him on Instagram, and, and he obsessively takes a lot of photos. <laughs> and he's also obsessed with The Rock. So yeah, so. yeah. Yes. But, yeah, the... Um, let's see. I don't, I don't want to do presidential. Okay. Mm. 
So what would you like to do with your life if you weren't a computer programmer? Is you have any dreams? Yes, I think I would like to do something creative. Uh, but the thing is, the, uh, I used to be a very creative person when I was in my college, when I graduated. Mm-hmm. The thing is that you get into work, you start uh, your jobs, and then you don't have time for anything. Yeah. So, I I don't know about that. So, if, if, if everything goes good, if everything goes as planned, Maybe I would end up doing something creative in another few years. Otherwise, well, actually, otherwise you know what? You are doing something creative now. Yes, you are. That's... In your spare time, you're doing something creative. Yes, I just whenever I'm not doing anything, I open this application. I talk with random people. I get their opinion. I I know the questions are a little cheesy, but the thing is, it it. Uh, people lose their inhibitions when they listen to such shocking questions. Yeah, they start they start talking more. They start to talk more openly about the things, mm-hmm. and that's a great way to know people. Yep, and you're doing an awesome job. You're very good at it. Okay, thank you. Uh, that that's a very nice compliment. So, yes, uh, I I try to do a lot more things. I do open mics whenever I get time. So, awesome. um, I do. And uh, I also sing a little bit, uh. but not that, but not that. <laughs> so I try to uh, do certain things. So I didn't get to ask you about your profession. What do you do? Uh, I'm you? a singer songwriter. You are a singer songwriter. I am. That's 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 very cool. That uh, you get to do what you like. So I you always. Have I've had many. Singer? I've had many different jobs throughout my life. And I could never stick with one of them because I was never content and I wasn't happy. So now I'm going to follow what my soul wants me to do. That's cool. That's, that, that's really cool. And we have, a, so I guess, we have a minute left. Yes. So, um, so are you on any social apps where people can find you? Yes, you can, uh, you can follow me on Instagram. Uh, my, my account is G underscore Malone. M-A-L-O-N-E. Okay. And yes. I'm on Instagram as well. You can find me at Miss Lynn 2413. 2430. 13. Okay, that's cool. 13. 13. 13. 1-3. Okay. Yes. yes. So it was really nice talking to you, Miss Lynn. Hope we can uh, we can do this another day. Absolutely, and, G. It was uh, awesome talking to you too. Yes. We can, we can talk about different things. And, Absolutely. Uh, thank you so much. And... Uh, um let's hope we can do this some other day. Yep. Thank you so much. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Can you hear me fine? Yes. Okay. So do you know anything about being an introvert or were you just curious about that person's ideas? Oh, I am an INFJ. Which stands for inverted thinking, feeling and judgment. Okay. I so, never heard. Okay. Well, it's it's a small percentage of the Earth's population. It's like two percent of us in our INFJ. We're mostly inverted, um, but we can be extroverted. So we're like huge contradictions to ourselves. <laughs> um, we have very good intuition and like an inner knowing, and we do a lot with uh, feelings and 
the judgment part isn't really for anybody else. We're more judgmental on ourselves. Is that along the lines of being an empath? Yes. Okay. And it's called JFK? INFJ. INFJ. Okay. Yeah. It's defined by the Myers-Briggs personality test. Is that test free to take online? I don't know. I took it in high school. Oh, okay. As part of like uh, what career best would suit you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, being an introvert is just more behind the scenes than just being a quiet person or not being a social butterfly, right? Absolutely. We, we go inward for our thoughts so that we can sort them out because it's easier to do that. It's, it's, it's kind of hard sometimes for an invert to talk like with somebody, like when they're in front of somebody or like, and being an empath on top of that makes it harder because then you like get, you like absorb all these energies and emotions from everybody else that, you know, you can't, you can't help doing it. You can't turn it off. So, Mm. but every, everybody's born with that ability to have empathy. It's just whether, you're more in tune with it or you you can practice getting better with it. Being more mindful helps as well. Okay. Now, would you say introverts are highly sensitive people? Sometimes. There are, there, there are inverts that are kind of self-centered. I have seen that. Um, in people like and uh, and like uh, a lot of introverts are known to be like loners how do you feel about that loaders loners Loners. like they like yeah like they like to be by themselves oh okay um i that's the thing i'm kind of have a hard time distinguishing between if I am an introvert or not, I know I'm not an extrovert, but I know I'm not exactly an introvert, but I understand, I do think an introvert person likes to be alone for some reason. I don't know why, but um, I am alone all the time. I do have kids, but I'm not out here socializing with any other families or people, so I am alone all the time and I prefer to be alone for some reason. And and that's why I kind of like clicked on here because I wanted to understand truly what an introvert is and empaths and all of that stuff, because I'm, I'm very basic information about it. I know not really anything about it. And I just started looking into personality traits and all of these different things. So um, I know that myself, I am a loner. Okay. So, I'm not sure. So you, you're probably an introvert, um, which is which is fine. I think introverts are great. Um, they usually like to, if they do socialize, it's usually in like a, like a small circle of friends. You might only have one or two close close people. Um, you like to just like observe the world. 
Okay, so we would be considered to have an attitude. No, that's how <laughs> that's how people see it, but that's not really what it's like. <laughs> I know that's what it's like. Am I? I don't have an attitude. Why? Why are you saying that? I'm. It's not like that, really. Yeah, we're it's it's there. We're misunderstood, actually. Yeah, we we're very misunderstood. Yes, yes, I agree about that. Because I'm alone all the time as well, and I have kids too, and. And, really? yeah, and um, uh, they live with their dad during the school year, and over the summer they're with me. So when they're here all the time, if they're not working, I was like, I'm outside by myself somewhere. <laughs> like, yeah. Just to, like, recharge nature because they're so energetic. They yeah. have so much energy, and it's, like, overwhelming sometimes to be around that much energy. Oh my gosh. I'm so I find a lot of peace being in nature. Okay, you're a nature lover too? Yeah. I I am an I'm a healer and um an empath. <laughs> yeah, I'm basically I basically here to like help evolve the planet. <laughs> this is so sense. cool. I, I think this is an awesome idea because Sometimes people, and I'm not going to lie, I think I'm at the age where I should know who I am, mm -hmm. but I'm just starting to learn who I am, and I'm doing it in connect. Yeah. Uh, on this platform. Yeah, I, like I, I have known who I am, like, my entire life, like, but I had to remember because I blocked it for such a long time that it actually, I had to have another near-death experience to come back with everything. Like, I know, I know too much. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, people should not know what I know. Could you, do you, would you, are you um, comfortable with telling me about your near-death yeah, experience? Um, my son and I were in a car accident last year, um, and it totaled my SUV, um, it like the, the it was like drizzling and rainy and there were leaves all over the ground like the big fat leaves and the back end went around the turn and we were going like not even 30 miles an hour on the turn and the back end came out we were on two wheels and we hit the tree sideways and then landed straight up um i had a hold of the steering wheel and then grabbed my son away from the window because he was sleeping and the, the tree hit the window that he was sleeping on and it shattered and it caved in the inside oh of the, the top part of the truck and um, cracked the windshield all open and stuff. Oh my God. Wow. So, oh, my God. oh no, Sorry everything was fine. There were no injuries. We were not hurt at all. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Honestly, I feel like I, I was able to slow down time just enough to pull him away from the window. Yeah. Because everything yeah. was in, like, yeah. slow motion. It was like, and my eyes were open. I did not close my eyes one time during the entire event. Oh, wow. That, it it very was very scary, scary and... um then later after I came home and I just like cried for like hours just and then uh in December I went through like a total transformation 
And it took like two weeks to like integrate all this information that was given to me during this near-death experience. Like what my God-given gifts were. Um, like I remember, I like I believe in reincarnation. I believe in God. Um, mm. And I, I, I know that we keep having to come back here to learn the lessons that we're supposed to learn before we can move on and evolve into greater beings to be, um, to go back to God, to go back to the source where we came from. Mm. And there, there are people on the planet that are, they call themselves light workers that help, uh, illuminate the planet more than what it is actually being illuminated. Like in astrology, if you look at NASA, where we are positioned in our solar system and our galaxy, we're actually being hit by these um, photon waves of energy coming in from the center of our galaxy and from the sun. So our planet right now is literally being lit up like a light bulb. And we're moving into a higher dimension, as people say, the age of Aquarius, the golden age. So we've spun back around and come full circle. So the Mayans weren't wrong. Um, in 2012, there was a shift. Um, it wasn't an ending. It was a beginning. Um, so that okay. we can have this transformation happen now. Um, I won't give you the year that, that it comes to an end because that I don't feel people need to know that, that everybody's on their own path. So, um, but then we'll have world peace. There will be no more war. There will be no global hunger. We will stop hurting our planet and we will live in peace again. That is going to happen and it's going to happen. I'm going to say within the next 10 to 15 years. Would you consider yourself to be a prophet? No, I'm more like a messenger. I'm a a Mm. messenger. I, I, I feel like I'm a light in the world, even though I'm like a loner. (laughs) I do things, um, every day to try and, um, expand my own knowledge because I'm not perfect and I don't know everything. So, um, I do try to learn as much as I can. I try to help as many people as I can being the caregiver archetype. Um, and then, uh, and I'm a Pisces, so I'm a very caring person to begin with. I'm very, I'm very fluid and chameleon like in that way. Um, but I'm very positive and optimistic and I, I feel that, you know, you can change the world by doing one kind thing for somebody every day. You're helping 365 people every day, one person at a time. And I tell my kids, baby steps will take you wherever you need to go. Indeed. Indeed. So do you feel um, by being an extra introvert, 
does that keep you um, from finding true happiness? I don't know. Are you married? Do you feel as if that's a hinder on your, um, that hinders you from being happy? Sometimes it can be an annoyance more. (laughs) It's like um, if the other person wants to talk to you about something that's like really serious, inverts are more likely to talk to you about it. But if it's something mundane and, um, you know, like simple chit chat, usually introverts don't want to talk about that kind of stuff because we're inward thinking and we think deeply about things. So basic conversation is just so so it can be a hindrance and an annoyance at times especially if you're with an inverted person because then nobody talks (laughs) (laughs) so sometimes you have to find like um you can find like like me like and i'm an infj so i'm like introverted and extroverted at times but if I'm around extroverted people, that helps bring out me, too. So in relationships, if you can find an extroverted person that fits and understands an invert, then you're, you're more likely to fit better because they'll, they'll give you stuff to talk about. So okay. and we, have, we have about 45 okay. seconds left. I see. This is very, really interesting to me. Now, do you have your own podcast? I do. Or do you, or it's you called just called Everyday Stuff. Yeah. Everyday Stuff? Okay. Are you talking about some of your introverted, um, um, are you talking about being an introvert on some of your This is uh, the first. Segments? We just talk about whatever. No judgments, just opinions. Okay, cool. So I enjoy your podcast or I enjoy tuning in and catching up on being an introvert yeah. with you and I hope you have, you have an day. awesome day as well okay topic uh, I want to find out what people are saying about the conscious mind oh, okay alright very interesting yeah there's one I did uh, I, I looked on before this one sorry I just got done doing like a hit session <laughs> uh, um so, so yeah, there's one before this. It was called the mindset, um, mindset shift. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was looking at that one. I'm, I'm really into personal development and helping uh, people uh, kind of, ha- kind of have a better quality of life, mm-hmm. and um, showing them that that's mainly in their, like within their grasp to, uh, to. Um, it's like it's their individual responsibility to to make their lives better because i mean it's it's very easy to look around and you know say we're um kind of a uh victim of our circumstances you know because i mean life's tough I, we we all have different um tragedies and and different setbacks that that we encounter but um my purpose is to to help people um, overcome those and be strengthened by those individual uh, circumstances. So, uh, oh, that's awesome! Yeah, yeah, thank you. I'm very excited about it. I'm uh, well. I mean, a little bit about me. I'm 20 years old. I'm a I'm a psych major. I'm going to college right now. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, you, on my, oh, go ahead. You, what part of the world are you in? 
I'm in uh, California, the Central Valley. Ah, I'm on the East Coast in Pennsylvania. Oh, no way. That's mm-hmm. so cool. I've, I've always wanted to go to Pennsylvania. I was in uh, Michigan. <laughs> oh, it, it just looks, I don't know. I've seen pictures of it and it just like looks very nice. Like, I, are, okay. So are, like, honestly, the, there are some parts that are nice, like the Poconos and like, they like the wooded areas, but like I'm in farm country. Oh, farm. Co- okay. Same, same here. Merced's kind of farm country, but it doesn't it's, smell uh, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. No, definitely. All my friends in in high school were were dairy farmers and stuff. I I remember going over to their house uh, to like spend the night or something, and mm-hmm. waking up and just smelling like the horrid smell of of cow poop. I was just yeah. like, oh, how, do you, how do you wake up to this every day? And they're like, oh, we love it. That's the smell of money. I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so I mean, but I mean, besides that, uh, kind of this part of California that I live in, um, it's very, uh, it's very hot. It gets to like 110, uh, 115 here. It's a little um, dry, very heat. dry. Yes, very dry. <laughs> um, yeah, no, no snow in this part of, of California. Although nice. we, we do have a variety of, of, uh, landscapes though. I mean, we have, you know, the, the mountains, which, you know, we get a lot of snow there. And then we also have the ocean and then we have the, the desert, which is kind of, kind of describes the, uh, the central Valley where I live. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, I live on eight, eight acres of wooded land. So I'm I'm now in the middle of like some field somewhere. (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) Yeah, that's cool. But okay. I'm allergic to maple trees, so that kind of sucks too. <laughs> Is there a lot of maple trees in uh, in Pennsylvania? They're in full bloom right now. My uh, my that... my green car is yellow. <laughs> uh, oh no, that's too bad. Uh, yeah. So, uh, what what do you um? So you said you're you're a singer and songwriter. Mm-hmm. Um, like what what are your songs about and uh? uh yeah. Just about like inspiration and uh, love and whatever I feel like writing. <clears throat> okay, very cool, very cool. I have some that are copyrighted, and um, I'm learning how to arrange and compose music because I don't mm-hmm. know how to do that part of it, but I can sing and write music. Okay, very cool. So, do you have like a Spotify account or SoundCloud? Nope. Oh no! Oh okay. Sound. Have you heard of SoundCloud? Oh yeah, I have SoundCloud. I just don't. I I just do cover songs right now because I don't have any music gotcha. to go with my lyrics. Okay. So, so do I'm you like upload? Original. Okay. Do they have like live music events like where you live or? Uh, I do. like open mic nights. They do. Uh, right now I'm just doing karaoke. Oh okay. Very cool. So just how often I do, like you... do cover songs? Oh, nice! Like what? What uh, songs do you do? Uh, what? It's more like what don't I do? Like I can do any, almost any song. Oh like, wow! Unless it's like a really high Mariah Carey soprano song, my voice doesn't have that quite high of a range anymore. Gotcha. Okay. So who's who would be your? I don't know. Let's do top five favorite musicians. Okay, number Start five. <laughs> Number five would be, hmm, I'm going to go with Pink. 
I like pink. Pink? Yes. Okay, yeah, I like pink. She's she's cool. And we're back. <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> okay, so we got pink. And then I'm gonna have to go with um the Beatles. I like love the Beatles. Um Okay. All right. And then what's I'm, your what's my what's favorite? Your... What's your favorite song by, or a couple of your favorite songs by them? Uh, it would have to be off of their White album. Um, John Lennon sang, Why Don't We Do It in the Road? Oh, And oh, I yeah. just love that song. It's just like right. so freeing. It's like, Why Don't We Do It in the Road? It's just oh, like, yeah. Yeah, it's, that's I, you know I've never heard that one actually. It's funny. I, I've heard a lot of the Beatles songs, but I have not heard that one. I'll have uh, to the have White to check Album. It out. His it was like their last album that they did as uh, a group. So mm-hmm. it's it's out there. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, and then I'm gonna have to go with. Um, hmm. I have oh my gosh I have so many favorites it's barely hard to choose from I can I can tell you who my number one is all right okay my number one all time favorite musician is Michael Jackson okay all I right. love his music I don't like him as a person but I like uh, his music he did very very good music yes okay very yeah I, I agree I haven't I haven't listened to a lot of his stuff but I mean I know the the popular ones, obviously, like mm-hmm. Thriller. Yeah. Some of his uh, his uh, older music. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I'm an older person, so I know. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Yeah. No, I mean, I I appreciate music from from all eras. I like I love Fleetwood Mac. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Oh, I like Elvis. Elvis is my number two. Oh really? Oh, okay. Yes, I'm a big Elvis fan too. Uh, okay, I I. I I'm currently listening to some some Elvis music. I well, I mean, I, I make I have so many different playlists on on Spotify. I have some for like you know like oldies songs, and then uh, even those are s- split up into subcategories. So. Yeah, <laughs> I have uh, yeah. Apple Music or iMusic uh-huh. or whatever for Apple. Um, so I I can download like full albums. Gotcha. And okay. So I will go through and I will like download complete albums and then arrange them to what I like. Oh, and I like the doors. Love the doors. And okay. Like the platters. That's even older. <laughs> the uh, the platters. Yeah. I haven't. I don't, I've never heard of them. They are from the fifties and sixties. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And I also uh, like like uh, like Tennessee Ernie, who is from the thirties. He mm-hmm. did um, sixteen tons. I don't okay. Know if you, yeah, I've, I've, like uh, it goes uh, sixteen tons. What do you get? Another day older and deeper in debt. Did you ever hear uh, that? Uh, no, I don't think I have. It's no. a pretty old song. But uh, but then I listen to classical music too, and, and Beethoven is my favorite. Okay, very cool. I've I've listened to to uh, Beethoven. I um I don't know. I I listen to a couple different um, people, and I haven't. I don't really listen to much classical anymore. But I went through kind of a a phase where I listened to a lot of it when I was studying, and 
mm-hmm. um, just trying to uh, different activities that would uh, well, it's very, require a lot of focus. It's very good that you the music then because um, they had when back then they the the thing for music was um, attuned to four thirty two hertz. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, it helps. And, and they changed it. Okay. During um, World War II, I, that was with Hitler, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. They changed it to 440 hertz. And do mm-hmm. you know what that actually did to our brains? No. It made our brains chaotic to keep us in control. Oh wow. Okay. So is it still at at 440? It is. Oh, I see. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. So 432 is considered the miracle hertz. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's extremely good for focus and meditation and um, just like calming your mind so you can think and focus and retain the energy. It right. puts your brain waves into a very relaxed you know, state of mind where the 440 hertz really makes it chaotic in there with your brain waves. Gotcha. Okay. That's very cool. Hmm. Yeah. I, uh, man, I've always thought about, cause we have a, uh, a coffee, uh, coffee shop, uh, nearby that does live events mm-hmm. like, uh, they'll have poetry or, bluegrass night and they also have open mic night so i i i I do i sing um i've i did choir in high school and then i took a a voice class at the uh, community college here where i live Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah music has always been something that has been a big part of my life um i've always Uh, wanted to do open mic night i sang uh, since before i could talk oh really (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't, I was always in chorus and choir at church and, um, and stuff. And I, and I played the viola in third grade and, um, yeah, so like I've always been very musically inclined and I love to sing. It's like my passion and it just makes me feel free. It sets my soul free to sing. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I I know what you mean by that. It has a, definitely has a a uh, special power to it that, you know, that you, you just don't really get with anything else. It's kind of, I, I mean, some music is like, uh, you, you get the same feeling as if you were like standing, staring out at the ocean, kind of like a transcendent feeling yeah. where you feel, feel connected. Um, mm. Like I, I, I went to a, uh, a piano concert in March um, there's a, a one of my favorite uh, pianists. Uh, his name is Yop Baving. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, he's just I mean it's it's unlike any other any other piano songs I've ever heard. And uh, so I I decided to go to a concert where he was playing in in San Francisco, and mm-hmm. it it was just I, I mean it was that same feeling like I just said it's just transcendent and you you really you can really feel the music. It's not just yeah. like you're listening to sounds. It's like there's, it's telling a story. It's emotion. Yeah. Like that's yes. why I love Beethoven and his, um, his, his compositions and his sonatas and stuff. And um, mm-hmm. there's just so much, like he was um, 
No, that was Mozart. Mozart was deaf, right? Or was that Beethoven? Uh, no, no, that was Beethoven. Uh-huh. It was Beethoven. Yes, Beethoven yeah. was deaf. So yeah. he had to feel the vibration of the music that he was making. Oh, so yeah. you can you can totally connect with that. Oh yes, definitely. That feeling and the emotion that he was put in while he was playing those songs. Oh, and if yeah. you get a good pianist that can recreate that, it is phenomenal. Oh yeah. To. Yeah. Oh, have you have you been to like a uh, a uh, pianist who's who's kind of done like a cover of of Beethoven or? No, I've I just listened. Oh, okay. Uh, my, my, I mean, I know people that can play piano and that like have played for me, but um, it, it's usually like it. Sometimes it just depends on the person, I guess. Mm-hmm. How right. emotionally attached they are to the song is too. Mm-hmm. Right. Like how much sense. they feel it, you know? So because everybody's different. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So. Hmm. But yeah, but like I like the other day, um, I was driving and I was listening to Beethoven on iHeartRadio, and uh, Fur Elise played four times in a row. Okay, wow. And that's that. That is it's weird because that is it's. Um, my dad gave me a porcelain music box doll, and mm-hmm. that was the song she played when you wound her up was Fur Elise. Oh, so, okay. For me, it was just synchronicity going, you have to call your dad. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, You definitely. know, because it played four times in a row. And, like, how often do you get the same song four times in a row on an iHeartRadio public artist station? Yes. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's just, it, it's hard to believe that that's just coincidence. There is no coincidence. <laughs> right. <laughs> no okay yeah i'm too awake for that (laughs) yeah right Uh uh-huh yeah no i definitely believe that you know the universe sends us uh kind of signals and and messages and signs um, to to get our attention and and steer us steer us into uh what's going to what's going to be the most uh um fulfilling and 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 uh useful for us so yeah do you can i ask you a question sure do you believe in reincarnation um you know i so i i think the world i view the world as a very complex place so my stance would be i have no freaking clue like what's going to happen when when i die like i have certain speculations about mm-hmm. what, what will happen but you know i i can see that that may be a possibility. Well, I can tell you from personal near-death experiences mm-hmm. that I've had over my life um, that when you go to the other side, it, it's loving, it's peaceful, mm-hmm. it's serene, and mm-hmm. it's beautiful, and... I can't wait to go back there again, but I know that your soul chooses mm-hmm. what it wants to learn and right. to grow and evolve so that when you have finally done all of your learning, it's like a school, basically, mm-hmm. um, being born onto the earth over and over and over again and to um, learn something new each time so that when you've learned everything, you can go back to God and be with the source. 
Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, that, that, that seems like it wouldn't, I mean, cause my thing is where I, where I start at, you know, I start at, okay, so if I die, what's going to happen? Well, I don't think I'll just disappear because there's something about myself that isn't just mechanistic. Like there's obviously a difference between me and I, like a machine, like there's uh, yes. energy within me. And we have to talk more. <laughs> yeah. We have like two minutes left. <laughs> oh, and darn. there's so much I want to tell you. <laughs> okay. Uh, I I guess I'll, I'll I'll try and finish out this thought before the uh, the okay. two minutes is up. But feel free to chime in uh, uh, whenever. But um, there's a there's a you know according to the first law of thermodynamics, energy cannot be created or destroyed. It can only be transformed. Right. So our souls are nothing but energy. Exactly. So there's it's going to go somewhere to where I'm not sure. Uh, your, your soul chooses that. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I mean, I'm, I, your I'm, soul is pure energy. So, right. Yeah. I've, so I, I kind of grew up, um, I grew up in a Christian family. I still regard myself as, as a Christian, but I'm kind of a different sort of I don't, Christian. I don't associate with any religion. I believe in God. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's very cool. I, so basically what I do is I kind of use the, but you see what I don't do is I don't throw out all the other, all the other like religions and stuff. Like I, well, they each have value. Yes, exactly. Exactly. That's how I see them. And I see, I I've, have you listened to Jordan Peterson at all? Uh, Probably. Okay. Cause he's, he's a, Man, he is brilliant. Like he, uh, he kind of he changed my whole. Because I mean, I was in the the church for a long time, and it just felt mm-hmm. so unfulfilling and like so meaningless. And like just how they would, you know, preach. It, it was just like there wasn't very much passion in it. And I, mm-hmm. I kind of got discouraged and was kind of in a place where I, I wasn't sure of my beliefs. Like I, I, I always knew there was a a, a God, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still kind of developing my, my beliefs, you know, as I'm going. Yeah, um, we have 30 seconds. Okay. But, is, is there anything but, you want to say? Yes. I mm-hmm. want to tell you that when we're finished and it goes back to the thing to hit the conscious mind again, and it should hook us up again. Okay. And we'll get to continue talking. Okay. Awesome. All right. I'll do that then. So we'll do that. All righty. Uh, and you can continue with your story because this is fascinating. I'm very interested. Okay. Yeah, like... Okay, we're back with Sam. Round okay, so two. Sam, Sam has been um, feeling down in his church and um, go ahead with oh, so yeah. Saying. No, no, I, I was uh, it, for, for a period in my life. There's kind of a phase that I went through that was kind of well i mean i guess all my all my life it wasn't really something that i mean there was good messages definitely but um there was something just that didn't sit well with me if that does that make sense it does it, it just didn't sit well and so i kind of just left the church for i mean i still haven't gone back uh i i kind of just 
learn things on, on my own now. And, um, I'm not really, I, I kind of, it, it's really, I think what I, what I kind of found out it was, was like the, the dogma of the church. It was, it was like this regurgitated, these regurgitated mm-hmm. messages that, you know, it wasn't, there wasn't a originality or uniqueness from it. It was what the pastor had learned from another pastor, you right. know, it's just like, yeah. It, same message and I was mm-hmm. just got I got so tired of it because it felt so phony mm-hmm. and the people that were in the church were the unrealist people that I have ever met like I mean I can go on the street and meet a homeless person who was more who was, authentic yeah more authentic and and less, more sincere yeah and less hypocritical oh definitely yeah I yeah. I totally get that I I have um, I mean, I've gone to, ch- I sought it out on my own as a small child, um, being very curious. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, I asked if me and my sister could go to the church up the road and she was like, okay. So we, we would go up there for like Bible study and whatnot. And then, then there was a period of time where there was no church and then, they got involved with a church that was kind of like um, a cultist. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it wasn't really a good thing. There's definitely but, those out there, yeah. Yeah, so that was kind of bad. And then yeah. I just threw off, you know, everything and, like, cursed God. And I was like, no. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I didn't want to believe right. in anything. And then, um, and like, a rude awakening. Right. And, and then... uh and that's always that's always the best thing, the rude awakening, because in hindsight you can just I definitely needed that and it came at the right time. Right, exactly. So, like yeah, that's like one of the best things that's ever happened to me. Even though it didn't feel like it in the moment, it was like have a slap in the face to, to wake up, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so um in two thousand and thirteen I was rebaptized, understanding now what it meant to truly be baptized and be clean. Mm-hmm. And it's right. not—it's not how people perceive it to be, as it is in the Bible, where they say you have to like keep your, you know, like your virginity, and you have to be pure, like that. It's not—it's not, it's not mm-hmm. just physical. Well, I, I mean, think... yes, you should save yourself for your husband and he should be the only one that you're with. That's what mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah. But you have to have a pure virgin mind. Mm-hmm. If right. you're cluttered with all kinds of negative crap. Yeah. That you're not going to get that that camel through the needle hole. Sorry. Right. Yeah. You yeah. have to have the imagination of a child. Mm-hmm. Right. And be pure of thought. Mm-hmm. You know, and not be disillusioned by the world around you that lies to you on a regular basis. Oh yes, definitely. Yeah, there is. There's plenty of lies to to go around that that we're fed. Uh, you know, everywhere now because you know we have social media which connects everybody to everybody. So, yeah. Um, you know, and even look at this app. You know, it's like we're here talking right now of we're talking speaking truth though we're not speaking um speaking lies but uh 
Well, yeah. I'm just going to let you know now that uh-huh. all of our conversations are going to go on my podcast. Okay, that's totally fine. Is that yes. okay? Okay. Yes, definitely. Because um, Apple and Pocket Cast and Anchor are where my podcasts are available. Okay, gotcha. Okay. So, and I'm in the spiritual and religion section in okay. uh, in Apple. Gotcha. All right. I'll, I'll definitely. They put me in. <laughs> All right. I'll it's definitely called, check that out. Yeah, it's called Everyday Stuff. Everyday Stuff. Gotcha. All right. And there's a beautiful rainbow photo. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll keep an eye out for that. Um, but, I mean, I so I, I've kind of returned to the... the uh, Spiritual. Christian. Yeah, yeah. More, it, yeah, it has been... Uh, I, I've been more focused on on spiritual um, uh, spirituality now. I, I, I meditate um, more. Well, I started meditating about a year and a half ago, and I just really saw the value in that. I, um, you know, I just felt like such a connection. Like as like I told you about like how I felt when I was at the piano concert, or mm-hmm. like when I get to Yosemite, it's like you know you feel that connection. Like I feel like I can access that at whatever point mm-hmm. I want to. Um, yep. What gets in the way of that is my own blocks and my own negativity that that kind of Limited. doesn't allow that love to flow through me. Deep subconscious limiting beliefs. Yes, definitely. And so when, when you meditate, you're sitting there in silence by yourself. You know, it's like, so you get to, you get to confront those different beliefs and those those different uh negative emotions that you have and you get to let them come up and feel them and then let them let them go you know exactly we we yeah we we try to resist these emotions when they come up we kind of cringe and we're like oh you know i don't want to feel that you know and we kind of suppress it down um well i can tell you that it uh, it does not pay to do that it does not I did that for like 11 years. I kept sweeping it under the rug. I didn't want to deal with it. I had all these health problems and, you know, my life was crap. And then, you know, after last year and my car accident and waking up, I don't see that anymore. I've dealt with so much stuff and released so much and was able to forgive Mm-hmm. and let go and most of all forgive and love myself right yes i that's so true i had such a similar experience to that i you know i i spent 8 years in in kind of depression and anxiety cuz i i was i was resisting um something and i i just didn't confront it but mm-hmm. the thing is i thought about it every day for those 8 years and it tortured me like like mm-hmm. no, it was, it was so painful to go through all that. But I had somebody sit down with me and uh, was unwilling to let me go until I got that thing off my chest. Yeah. After you know, after eight years of of holding that in, and the instant freedom and love I felt after that was I I couldn't put it into words. It was just totally it's amazing. Yes, it was just totally euphoric, and just like I, I felt, just like an instant like forgiveness to myself. And I think that's necessary. Like, 
if you've done done something or allowed something it's like you need to speak it to somebody you need to Mm -hmm. you need to articulate it into words so you need to take responsibility right yes exactly even if it wasn't your fault Mm -hmm. own up to the fact that it happened right Mm -hmm. you know and then see the lesson learn Mm -hmm. from it so you don't do it again and then let it go with love and forgiveness Yes, yes, definitely. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, that that was one of, you know, that day that um, that person sat me down and, and just talked to me was just like one of one of the best days of my life, because it was just so freeing. And it, w- it was amazing. Um, there was something else I wanted to say as far as the uh, what was it? Oh, I, I think it was back to the church thing. Um, yeah, like for so yeah, and and that was another thing for the church played a big part in that because I felt like I was so wrong and so uh, you know that I couldn't talk about this thing because I would be judged for it, you know. So mm-hmm. I, I felt like I couldn't seek help, you know. Yeah, and you know I feel like that's a, a church should be the opposite of that they should be very welcoming and accepting of people whatever church you know like mm-hmm. a buddhist church if, if they preach love and truth then you know that's what they should act out exactly um, uh but yeah I've, I've kind of returned to the the christian faith now with a whole different view of the bible though like i, I i'm kind of i i don't view it literally if if that makes sense it does I, I view- because if you think about it these were from prophets and messengers of God. Right. They were mm. written by man and they were his interpretations of what he was given. Right. So yeah. we have to read between the lines almost. Right. Yeah. And I, there's mm-hmm. a lot of people coming to the same conclusion. Right. Exactly. People are starting to, to wake up and, and, and see that. And, you know, I, I mentioned Jordan Peterson earlier and he he, he he doesn't really like people to label him like so he's hesitant what well, he like he he calls himself a christian but he's a very specific type like i resonate i really resonate with his views on on christianity mm-hmm. um you know he views the bible as like a a series of stories archetypal stories and metaphors mm-hmm. that you know you read them but you don't read them literally like a history book you read them like poetry or you right. know like so, you would or, read psalms Yes, exactly. Yes, like you would read Psalms. Um, mm-hmm. So he actually has a series of lectures um, that he kind of dissects these different stories. Um, but like through watching those lectures, I'm, I've been able to kind of go to the Bible on my own and, and uh, uh, read some of, the, some of these stories. Like, you know, one, one of the main things in, in the Christian faith is, uh, you know, you have to believe in, in jesus and that he died on the cross for your sins in order to be saved and it's like they treat that like that's such a simple statement but that is not a simple statement at all it's like what do you what do you mean by that like it's not exactly clear on what that means like so do i have to believe that the historical event of that occurred or and and how does that save me believing that historical event like because well i can tell you that um historically it did happen yeah and uh-huh. the meaning behind that is 
Yes, he was the physical embodiment of of God. He was the son of God. Mm-hmm. And what he did literally was take on all the negative from the mm-hmm. planet, which is possible because as a healer, I can tell you it's true. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm also the caregiver archetype, as mm-hmm. was Jesus. So I understand where his martyrship came from. Mm-hmm. But um, he was not without sin either. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but he took on everybody's sin because right. he wanted he wanted the planet to grow and evolve. And he knew what God wanted. Mm-hmm. And this is yeah. what he was trying to do. And so mm-hmm. him taking on all that and then him crucifying him released all that negativity so that we could start over. But then we just put ourselves back where we were before. Mm-hmm. So right. something else has to happen. Not mm-hmm. necessarily a person or someone. It could be a whole. You know, we can mm-hmm. do it as a whole. And we have a minute yeah. left. Uh, we have a minute left. I hate quantum <laughs> mechanics. Quantum <laughs> physics sucks. <laughs> oh, but yeah, there's there's so much. But yeah, but like he, you know, because he said to the woman who was being who was about to be stoned, he is without sin. Cast the first stone. He didn't cast a stone. Therefore, he was not perfect either. Mm-hmm. He was right. also a man. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Would, yeah. Do, would you want to talk more about this, or we'll talk more? Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll kind of share with you like my my inter- interpretation of that story and the crucifixion story. Um, not not that I don't believe yours is true. I think I think there's a lot of value in in what you said. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll, I'll kind of share share with you mine after uh, when we're back next time. So. Okay. All right, and we're back with Sam, Miss Lynn, and he's going to uh, give us his view on the death of Jesus. Right. Okay, so um, how I've been kind of going back through the Bible and interpreting things is how can I apply these stories to my life? And so with with the crucifixion story, um, you know, Jesus, he was obviously – betrayed by somebody mm-hmm. and or actually it wasn't just somebody it was it was somebody that was in his initial group of friends yeah. you know he, this person betray him and then he was taken and he was is you know really beaten badly to like you know almost almost the point of death but uh they didn't didn't actually kill him there they uh pinned him they, they pinned him to a cross and had him carry that um up a hill mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and before that, you know, he was praying in the garden. He knew what his purpose was. And, you know, he, you know, he even asked God at one point, you know, please, if, you know, if there's any other way, you know, take this, take this burden from me. Cause he knew what was ahead. He knew that the pain that was, that was ahead. Uh, but he did it anyways. He did it regardless. And I think that that kind of speaks to, to us in our everyday life because, like I said earlier, we, we're going to have tragedies that we can't imagine in life. And we've had tragedies uh, that have, have been so dr- detrimental to us. Mm-hmm. Um, but we... You had a lot of personal tragedy. Huh? 
You What's had that? a personal tragedy. I did, or Jesus did. Oh, Jesus did. Um, yeah. Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah, he. I mean, it wasn't just yeah. like globally. It was. It was more like he had. He had. He was bullied, and you know, he mm-hmm. went through being tortured. He went through being made fun of. He. He. He was called a liar, and and mm-hmm. blasphemous, and you know, not a, a man of God, and and mm-hmm. ridiculed and blamed and. You know, all these horrible personal things that he went through and yet he still did it because he loved everybody and he just wanted what mm-hmm. God wanted him to do. He just wanted right. to do what he knew he had to do. Exactly. And you know, that's why I think it speaks so much to us because it's like we need to ask ourselves, what does God want us to do? Because we all have a unique mission here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can be on different scales. Like some people, you know, have the power to, to change the world. I mean, I guess we all potentially have that power. Um, it might not be our um, calling though. We might just be called to serve a community and to really, you know, help a community. And, you know, not that, and, and that might not, that's still might be as good um, as far as the amount of lives it, it impacts as somebody, you know, who's able to set up like a world program that ends hunger. Cause there's no telling that what community you influence and affect, how many lives they're going to touch, you know, mm-hmm. or just one person, you know, if you oh, change, I believe, one person, I believe that if you help one person every day, you've helped 365 people in a year. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it, I am a, I am an archetype. So I am mm-hmm. a self-sacrificing person. I I put everybody's needs above my own. That yeah, that's have. good. But I mean, and and the other side of that though, I I just I just want to point out is somebody, uh, you know, I I've had to encounter this in my own life because I I've went to to help people uh, before, but some people can't be helped. Some people can't be helped, and also I needed to go back into my life and see where I needed to be better and not that we're ever going to be perfect. I think that shouldn't stop us from helping other people. I'm, I'm just saying that some people use it as, as a distraction to like, you know, to go out and help people and, and tell them, you know, how they can live a better life when, you know, they, they've got so much disorganization and, right. and things that they need to confront. Cause I mean, I'm currently in that, in that place, you know, I, I want to go help, other people um but i'm i'm kind of in the process of getting my own life together and you know and 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 we we can set up uh different systems in our day to to kind of keep us on track with that like uh you know jordan peterson says clean your room which is a, a metaphor for like get all your immediate surroundings in order like you know schedule your day you know have meditation in the morning or like you know make sure you're doing some physical activity or something you love to do mm-hmm. so that you're you're full that because that gives you some it, it has an effect on you that just pe- people can gravitate you towards you once you're you're kind of in that system and you're rolling in that every day and you, you get you exude an energy that that attracts people. Yeah, when you are in the flow, everything mm-hmm. it 
everything is very easy. Right. And it's not it's not as complicated as everybody makes it sounds, but you do have to go inside and face all that you are mm-hmm. and come out the other side to be who you are supposed to be. Right, exactly. Yeah, definitely. Just the perfect person that God made you to be. Right. And mm-hmm. and what are you studying in school again? Psychology. I'm studying psychology, but I'm doing a very yeah, I'm doing a very specific uh, psychology. It's called transpersonal mm-hmm. psychology. Um, so uh, trans means beyond, and then personal be uh, uh, kind of refers mm-hmm. to the ego. So it's like beyond the ego, and then mm-hmm. you know psychology. Um, so it's kind of it's it, it's it's definitely incorporates uh, the the spiritual part of the spiritual aspect of the human experience, um, and uh, yeah, it's just, it was something I really connected with. I, you know, I looked at most psychologists today and, you know, I saw some that were, just weren't really passionate or I, I just didn't really agree with the way they, they uh, were going about their um, practice, their practice in helping people. Like, you know, like one of my main things is like they view, some of them view their clients as like another folder, just not really just another folder. yeah like not individual yeah. it's not you know? personable yeah exactly and I, I want so I want to be like very personable in in, in my practice I want to really really help people live that better lives great. so that is really really great yeah mm-hmm. and so like what what I want to do is I want to start a, a YouTube video uh, or a YouTube channel um, where I'm just like hopping on, you know, doing doing videos like this, and so so I, I kind of figured I'd I'd do start off with podcasts though, so I can kind of sharpen my my uh, language skills and articulate myself better, um, and, and kind of get some practice in that before I yeah, you know, I'm, hop on, I'm on YouTube. YouTube too. So oh, okay, very cool. I have like one video. All right, it's just basically it. Um, it's it's uh. I am who I am, and it's just me talking about whatever I feel like talking about. So very cool. Um, very cool. Yeah, my other channel mm-hmm. got suspended for copyright infringements for posting my cover of songs, but oh, you, know, you okay. really have to read the fine print on that. That one. Yeah. So, okay. Um. Hmm. But yeah, you should look into yeah. um. Like, uh, like, like, do some neuro stuff with the brain. Um, uh, neuro linguistic no, no, no. programming. Um, like, have you heard of neurofeedback therapy? Um, what what Basically, is it like? They put a cap on your head. Describe? They measure your brain waves, and you play games, and it teaches you how to focus and how to concentrate and how to. It works for depression, anxiety, sleep disorders, people can't take medicine, seizures. Control with your mind whatever's going on on the screen. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Um, Very, very interesting. interesting. So, and this brainwave patterns, you can actually, through meditation, put yourselves into these brainwaves. Okay. Oh yeah, because there's like alpha, beta, yeah, 
delta um, and, and theta. Yes, the, okay. The lower ones, you know, and um, I use the them. There's a YouTube channel that I subscribe to that you can listen to that doesn't have the binaural beats in it. When you have binaural beats, you have to listen with earbuds because it synchronizes your brain. So right. um, I use the one that you don't need headphones to put my brain waves into a lower vibration so that I can sleep. Because mm-hmm. all my life okay. I've been an insomniac. Oh no, my my father's an insomniac. So, so. for the past six yeah. months, I've been listening to these meditations that at night while I sleep, they're like two and a half hours, three hours, that put my brainwave into the lowest frequency to get that very deep mm. sleep. Okay, and very it's cool. It's been the yeah. most amazing thing on the planet. I think sometimes it's better than sex. <laughs> being able to sleep that deeply is just amazing for somebody yeah. who's never really been able to do that right yeah that's yeah that makes sense yeah so I, I, yeah sleep is definitely important yeah i i feel fatigued so much of the time so i mean i i must not be getting into that like deep REM yeah, sleep I, so. I can't remember my dreams anymore and that bothers me <laughs> Oh, okay. Always, have you ever lucid I've always dream? been in, in that like lucid dream state during sleep. And I oh, don't okay. suffer from All sleep right. paralysis when I sleep, so I sleepwalk. <laughs> yeah, oh, so, no. Yeah. Wait, have you ever had sleep paralysis, uh, though? I think one time I woke up and I couldn't move, and then I turned around and I saw one of the shadow people, and I remember the red eyes and telling them to get the hell out of my house. And they left. No. And that was it. Yeah. And I know I, I was awake. I was not sleeping because I was screaming my head off. <laughs> no way. No, I have had the same things happen within my family. Um, they've just reported, you know, those those kinds of things happening. Like my my brother and my sister actually saw one of those things. You know, not even it wasn't even at night. It was when they were younger. In the middle of the day, it had red eyes, it was black, and it was yes, running through our backyard. And now that the veil has been thinning, we can see these people more. And I'm an empath, and, and I move energy, and I, and I use crystals for energy healing. And, and I am a natural healer. And I know what you're thinking, um, uh, that hmm. I'm... I'm not comparing myself to Jesus, but if he can heal people in the name of God, why can't I? So, Mm -hmm. and I have proven that I have healed people in my family and myself as well. Like I had second degree burns on my esophagus and my throat because I choked on a meatball. And within a week, it was completely healed. Hmm. So how how do you go about doing that? Is it more like a meditative trance state? Um, I Mm -hmm. pull energy from the earth, let it run through me and clean me, and um, focus on allowing it to exit out my crown chakra, which is on the top of your head. Mm. So all of that comes out. Yeah. No, I definitely believe in that stuff. Like we were. You know, we were created in his image, so we are creators, you know, and we, we have that power. Yeah. So 
yeah but like most people don't develop it like like you are so i mean that's that's amazing i i'm just to to know that i have these gifts from god i've always had them but i never knew how to use them before i really don't even really know how i use them i just know like certain things that i do it's just it's like an instinct and like i know like i tell people you know if you're not willing to help yourself i can't help you and if you believe that i can do it i'm not going to help you either yeah they have yeah. to make the choice too. You can't mess with free will. Right. You can't be skeptical. Right. Mm-hmm. It's either yeah. you believe or you don't. <laughs> right. So uh, I had a question on like the shadow people. Like I don't see them. Like I've never. I mean, I, I saw one once, but I feel like I was dreaming because I was I was in my bed. I was sleeping. Dreaming. That's uh, like the half awake, half asleep state. Correct. We yeah. have fifteen yeah. seconds. Okay. All right. Well, it's been it's been awesome talking to you. It has been with you too, as well. And I'm going to favorite you, and then we'll talk about this more. Okay. Have an Alrighty. Awesome day, Take Sam. care.